It's time for the Riley and Rookie Show segment of the week. Can I just explain for a second why I love the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> Absolutely. Go it, right ahead. It's kind of funny because it's not that I root for the Cleveland Browns. In fact, I root very hard against the Cleveland Browns because they are the only reason, as a Lions fan, I have some sanity. Very little. But at least I know that we're not the worst pro- professional sports organization. We might be the second worst, but we're not the worst. Let's kick it off with news that broke on Sunday. The, the Browns fired their head coach, and they planned to hire a head coach, and he was going to hire the general manager. What? Yes. Who does that? Nobody. It's Jake, could you imagine if, like, the owner of a small business decided to hire, like, an employee, and that he was gonna, he was gonna, he was gonna hire his manager. Like that's what that is. Because I imagine, I don't know. I mean, it's a weird situation. I imagine the GM is still gonna be in charge of the coach, or no? Yeah. Is the coach gonna be in charge of the GM? If the coach has a bad season, is he gonna fire the GM to save himself? That. So that well, was, if if it works out that way, that's the messed up business structure that you have, I suppose. That was but as part the one. Cleveland Browns. That was part one that I like to see. Now I will. I'm I will give them, hear about this. I will give them a, a very small, small bit of credit for one thing. Who wants to go to the Cleveland Browns? It's kind of like being a Lions coach. Generally, you're not going to get the hot coaches to come to a place like Cleveland. So what you're doing is you're creating a, a reason for a, a high level coach to come. That being said, I still don't think it's smart, but I understand what they were doing. Now, here's where it gets really bad. The Browns decided to make a move today. And I don't know what the official title of the guy they hired is, but they hired a baseball guy. Here, let me, let me, let me look it up for you real quick. The vice president of the New York Mets, Paul DePosada, is becoming the chief strategy officer, the CSO, of the Cleveland Browns. I didn't even know that was a position that existed. Is Saspidus, like, going to be going to the Cleveland Browns now? (laughs) Honestly, I think he could play football. He's an all-around athlete. The real question here... Just what a... That's the weirdest situation. The real question here is, when are the Lions setting up an interview with Dave Dombrowski? Tomorrow. Because if if that's the way that we're going to do this, I'd much rather have Dave Dombrowski (laughs) than Paul DePosada. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that's not even... I mean, I don't know much about all the MLB GMs, but that's not a name I've really heard. Like, if you want to bring somebody cross-sports well, who's a big name who knows how to manage a team, I mean, I don't why know. are you bringing the guy from the Mets? The I don't Mets know about him. No, but, they, but Jake, they, they put together a team that made it to the playoffs for the first time in a long that's time. That's true. That's very true. It's the best I don't know team. how long that guy's been there. I have no idea either, but let's, let's get into the Detroit sports aspect. And it's kind of funny that that's what leads us into what we're talking about, because we're talking about how the Browns are the worst organization. And here's what I want to know. This is a scary topic as a Lions fan because not only are there, are there a lot of answers, but they're all possibly true. They could all happen. And that is, what is the single worst thing that could happen in this offseason for the Detroit Lions? Not the number 248-370-4274. We don't have any – or this is wood. I, guess. I don't know. I'm knocking on wood. Is this, this, is like this, some is this real wood? I think so. <laughs> Regardless, real it, wood. It, it counts. The so we want to know – we want to know what is the single worst thing that can happen to the Lions this off season, and there's so so many good answers. Really quick, I think that they should change that superstition thing to like knock on drywall because <laughs> you see drywall way more often. I'm uh, I'm starting a petition actually. Well, have I ever told you? I I have been told 
by a reliable source that knocking on your head is a good substitution. Really? Yes. Danny Woodhead. I, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is that what I'm getting here? No, no. It's a pretty reliable source, but I can't I can't reveal my sources. Uh, you know, that's just according to my works. sources at this time. Knocking on your head is a great substitute for. Knocking, knocking on, on wood. wood. Yeah, but eh. was that a good Adam chapter? <laughs> it was. It was close enough. All right. Now I love the way that you introduce the show here. I like the way you introduce the topic, talking about how the Browns kind of keep you sane. They do because when I think about the Lions, I feel like we have the worst luck. And you said that's a good way to bring in a decent GM or a decent coach. Uh, by, by their really unorthodox it's strategy. One of the only ways you can possibly. I mean, it's. It's out-of-the-box thinking, so I guess I give them credit in that. Now, the way I bring that over is I feel kind of lucky that I don't think the Lions necessarily have the same situation as as the uh, the Browns because by the time when, – when we got Jim Schwartz and when we got Jim Caldwell, at that time, I think there was some interest from a lot of coaches because the Lions have potential. It seems like – Team coaches and 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 higher ups can usually see that the Lions have some potential and they maybe want a little bit of a chance to go in there and like turn a team around. You don't always get the huge names, but you get people looking. I feel like the Browns never have that luxury. We at least sort of have that luxury. What I think the biggest thing is that that makes this job a little more attractive is that in the last three seasons, or sorry, I'm sorry, the last three coaches you've had span all the way from like 2005. To 2015. Mm-hmm. If you go back to 2005 for the Browns, they've had one, two, three, four, five, six coaches. Jeez. And that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. You're doubling the total. Yeah. And there's, you know, when you take over a bad team, you need to trust they're going to give you time. But Mike Patton was given two years. Rob Chudzinski, one. Pat Schumer, two. Eric Mangini, two. Romeo Cornell got three. Uh, and then Terry Rabinski, he was a, an interim general manager. He only got a, He only got the seven games that he coached. And Butch Davis got three. It's like, three years, in my opinion, is the minimum you can give a guy. But let's yeah, I was let's I, get back I, in the I worst was, case. I was trying to segue to that. So like talking about worst things that could happen to the Lions in terms of coaching. One, I, I'm trying to debate which one I want to go with here first. I I think the 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 most important one is that Caldwell stays. That's that's one of the worst things that could possibly one happen. one of the worst. Now. I, we said I don't know exactly how you worded it. I don't know if we said single worst, but I want we to have know your several. answer for the single worst. There's multiple answers, but what is your number one? My number one. You um, can start with your your runner-ups if you'd like to. I sure. Do yeah, eventually I just, know what is the worst. I have one that's number one. One I think uh, uh, I think Caldwell staying would be awful. We need to change. I I gave Caldwell a chance. We all gave Caldwell a chance. I thought that he would do good when we first got him, but it didn't pan out. Lions had an issue last time we needed a coach, when we hired Jim Caldwell, where we were late to the party on everybody. We waited for Ken Wisenhunt. He signed with, I don't even remember who he signed with. The Titans. Titans. He didn't do so well there either. Didn't do so well, but regardless, he was the better prospect. Actually, I I think they're the first pick this year. What's that? I think they have the first pick (laughs) this year. Wow, that's sad. But there were several other situations where we just kind of slept on a bunch of coaches and so i think that might affect us this year and that's another one of my sort of honorable mentions of what could be the worst thing that could happen if we do let go caldwell we just sit around and do nothing and wait for the last one now what i would like to see and i won't talk about this too long because it's not part of the topic but get somebody like mike shanahan or or mike smith who are some of the guys that are available i don't like either of those guys but you don't no 
that's a discussion for a, right. for a later date, though. But I think the worst thing you could do is bring in Chip Kelly. Because what is our problem here? Head coaches and GMs. And Chip Kelly got the coach to act as a act as a general manager while he was in Philadelphia and just did a awful job. I think that was his biggest issue. I don't think Chip Kelly is a bad coach, but I think that would be the worst thing for the Lions organization. The thing, too, is... I think Chip Kelly's the guy. He needs his guys, and that's why he got the opportunity to be yeah. a coach in a GM. It's kind of like how Jim Harbaugh. He wanted to have player personnel decisions when he went to. I will never understand why he took Sam Bradford as his guy. Chip Kelly's system is not built around Sam Bradford. Now I've heard there's rumors he could end up in San Francisco. Colin Kaepernick fits his system, so that's a good place for him. I don't want him here either because I don't think Matt Stafford's his guy. Matt Stafford and Sam Bradford, despite the fact that. Stafford has shown more and has not been as injury-prone as Bradford. There's very similar style quarterbacks, and Bradford wasn't the guy. I don't think Stafford's the guy to run Chip Kelly's either. I would not like that as well. It doesn't show up in my top three, but I'm with you on it. And that's why this is scary, Jake. There's so many bad things that can happen. Murphy's Law. And being the Lions, there's a decent possibility more than one of them does. Yeah, it's uh, it's scary, which is why we keep knocking on wood. But in terms of coaches, that's one of the worst things I think that could happen. The number, again, 248-370-4274. What is the worst possible thing that could happen to the Lions this offseason? I'm going to go ahead and give a couple, couple honorable mentions as well. And my first one, Jake, is something that I think you – I think the rookie in you shows here. You talked about how the Lions have slept on guys. Well, here's what I, I, I'm concerned about. I'm concerned that they're going to get a new GM. He's going to come in because they got to get a new GM. Whether or not you, even if you hand it to Sheldon White, until you name your official GM moving forward, you just can't hire a coach. Right. What I'm worried about is it's going to take a week to get that GM, and then they're going to decide to go out and get their fifth or sixth option. See, you want them to hurry up and just get a new coach. I think what's more concerning is that they'll bring in a GM, he'll fire Caldwell, and he'll hire a guy who's no better. See, to me, if you bring in a new GM and there's just not an improvement, then you know what you do? You give you get Caldwell another year. Because if he's the best option, he's the best option. It's really that simple. Because if you give a new coach a chance, now you've got to give him a year or two. So what's the difference between giving a guy who you don't believe in a year or two or going with Caldwell for another season? You know, he's overall 18 and 14 in Detroit. It's not terrible. And, you know, Jake, at the beginning of the season, I don't know if you remember, but when we he, we heard that DeAndre Levy could miss a significant portion of time, I picked the Lions to go 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9, and nine, depending on how much time he missed. He did what I expected this year. So what I don't want to see is the Lions rush, or not, not rush, but instead of waiting until they have a coach that they like, the new GM likes, I don't want to see them fire Caldwell and replace him with a guy who's no better. That's what I don't want to see. That's a good point. I didn't consider the the that as another possibility. I was looking at like the specific names, like like Kelly. I guess my thing is if I, it's not that I want them to hurry up so they don't miss somebody. I just want them to make a smart decision when like the time comes. Be ready to get business done. I'm just willing. To we were like behind the curve. I'm not saying you. I guess you have to be ahead of the curve, but at least be on the curve. For me, that is one of the worst things that could happen. I could live with giving Caldwell another season. In the circumstance that it means – if it's because you didn't have a better option, that's why. I'm not giving Caldwell a free pass. I'm willing to let him go. I'm just not giving a guy the job who's not better than him. Right. Um, number two, I have been on this guy for, I don't know, 
20, 30 weeks. <laughs> Most of the time he's had a job in the Detroit Lions organization. And that's if Terrell Austin leaves in any way, shape, or form. Whether he leaves to be a head coach somewhere else, whether he leaves because he gets fired because Jim Caldwell is fired, regardless of how it happens, Terrell Austin leaving is my second worst thing that could happen to the Lions. He's just a, a great defensive coordinator, and he has he doesn't even have the greatest tools. I mean, I think we have a pretty solid defense, but we suffered a little bit this year, and I don't know. I, I tend to agree with you. I had that as one of my honorable mentions as well. I think Terrell He Austin's already has interviews lined up with the Browns, which, to be honest, I think there's a reasonable possibility that even if they offer him the job, he doesn't take it. He's, been, he's proven to be so good as a defensive coordinator that he can wait a year, and those jobs are going to be there. The only reason you jump at the Browns is if you're, you, you're worried you're not going to get another opportunity, and he's going to. And I think it's safe to say he's going to. Yeah, people he's, will be looking for him. Yeah, he's for also sure. got an interview with the Dolphins. I think that would be a great place for him. I think if he goes to the Dolphins, they got so many defensive talents, I think that would be a great place for him. And the, the other one supposedly is the Eagles. Uh, I don't know as much there, but that's my number two. And finally, the worst thing that could possibly happen, and this is probably the, m- I'll say second most likely of my three, the most bad, or the worst thing that could possibly happen is the Lions go out, they interview this guy from the Patriots, this guy from the Seahawks, that they have interviews lined up with, and they hire Sheldon White. <laughs> that is the worst thing that could happen. Because here's the thing, Jake. If you get a GM in place who's got things under control, even if you have to stay with Caldwell for a season, you get these players in. And that's the important part. You get these players in, and then next year you find them the coach. No, but you know, Jim Harbaugh came in and took over a bad 49ers team and took them to the conference championship in one year. I'm I'm with you on that. Sheldon White was my number one too. I just chuckled because of the way that you the way that you presented it. Like interview the Patriots guy, interview this guy, and then hire. Sheldon I mean, White. They, I think they've got good interviews lined up. He is he is my number one as well. Hiring hiring Sheldon White, and I want to kind of compare it to my number two. And my number two is the 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 second worst thing that could happen would be trading Calvin. And here's why I I stack them the way that I do. You and I disagree. That on, is on one this. of the ones. That is one of the ones that I yeah I don't agree with you. But it's why I think this is a good topic. Absolutely. There's so many good things that you could throw in here. Because while me and Brendan were not doing our show, we were recording some podcasts and doing MAB submissions, we had this discussion. And Brennan thinks that uh, Stafford can play his role without Calvin. I, I, think, I, I on the other hand, do not. I think he is a essential part of this offense. You couldn't replace Calvin Johnson with nobody, but you don't need – like you could go out there and make Golden Tate your one and find a number two is right. what I believe. My thing is – that would be a that would be a bad thing that would happen. But the reason that I don't think it's it's um it's the worst thing is because, like you say, I think if we get a different GM, if that number one worst thing doesn't happen, which would be Sheldon White getting hired, if we get a solid GM, I think there can be some moves made to fix that situation. Now, I did say Calvin Johnson is essential, but a bit of an exaggeration. I do think he is super important. However, I think it's more important that we get that GM1 because you could get somebody who knows how to replace him and, and move parts around. And also, that's not the only place that we need to make moves. I mean, there are several different several different positions that we need to fill and need to make some player personnel decisions with, and a solid GM can fix the Lions. The, let's take a break. I'm I, I'm ready to move on. You got I, one more thing? I just have one that's, more. That's, that's why I say joke. it before I do it. Thank you. Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron breaks a bone chasing his dog like Joseph Fourier. We've been cursed with stupid injuries like that. Joe Fourier chasing some, I don't remember who exactly, had like the jet ski incident. 
Jake, but that would have been a lot better to lead this off. After you go into 17 minutes of serious talk, it's a lot harder to, to fit in that joke. Well, the thing is, I think the, the offense could also benefit from actually having a solid tight end. Matt Stafford knows how to use a tight end. He just has tight ends that can't catch a freaking yeah. ball. Yeah. So that's why I said Eric Ebron. Two straight tight ends that the Lions took in the first round have issues with drops, but very much so. Let's move on. When we come back, a certain Pistons point guard had himself a night last night. And now all of a sudden, you could conceivably say the Lions have the best one and two if you put them together, point guard, in the league. You mean the Pistons have the best one? What did I say? The Lions. The Pistons. I I had a feeling I said the Lions. We talked about the Lions for 17 minutes, okay? You could conceivably say the Pistons have the best one-two point guard in the league between Brandon Jennings and Reggie Jackson. I want to know, what would it take for you to let Brandon Jennings go? This is the Riley Rookie Show, WXOU. 88.3. 88.3. Catch us live on Tuesdays from 1 to 2 on 88.3 FM or WXOU.org.